0: Hey, Marie, how's it going?
1: It's going good, how are you?
0: I am doing great. It's a really fun week for me because I I got my manuscript back from my editor. So it's got all the line editing that he's been working on it for a few weeks. And so I went through this week already and I've gone through and approved probably like 85 to 90% of the edits he suggested. And then there's a few like, I love my m dashes. So there's a few spots where he recommended like a semicolon or a comma. And I accepted some of those, like if I had like two or three paragraphs in a row, I'm like they cannot all have an em dash.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I don't get the em, so the em dash is just a longer dash, right? Yes. But so what does it mean versus a dash?
0: There's like actually four different types of dashes. <laughs> I think I think that's right. There's like a normal dash. Okay. And then there's the hyphen. And I can't remember what the difference, exact. they're very similar. On most keyboards, are the, they're basically they're the, same, they're the same. The
1: normal yes. dash and the hyphen are the same length, just yes. used in a different way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So there's a dash and there's a hyphen and then there's the N dash like E N and that is like a little bit longer than a normal dash. And I think that's the one that's used for like ranges. So if you're saying like, you know, three to seven days, you're supposed to have like an N dash for that range. And then the M dash is the really long one. That's like basically double the length of a dash. Sometimes people will do like two dashes Mm -hmm. and that's usually meant to like simulate an M dash, but that's gross. Don't do the two dashes. You want to have the actual M dash, which I think on a, a normal Mac keyboard is just like option shift dash gives you the M dash, which is spelled like E M. But I think it comes from like old typewriters. It's like the length of the letter M. Like that's where the name comes from, I believe. Anyway, I'm a big fan of the M-Dash. It's been fun now that I finally have the book done. I went through all the edits and then I had a few things over like the past few weeks that I thought of that I wanted to add Mm -hmm. and I've done that now. So basically I have what is like, you know, quote unquote, the finished manuscript. I'm sure there'll be some other tweaks, but it basically is finished. And now I'm using uh, Adobe InDesign to do the layout of the whole book. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we want to get into it. We talked about it the other day, but it's like, there's so many things you have to figure out for a book because I'm being indie published. Mm -hmm. There's so much you have to figure out to make it feel like a real book. All of those like subtle differences, uh, but anyway, so that's kind of mostly what I've been focused on this week, which is uh, really fun, but also like, oh, it's all on my shoulders now. I can't just say like, oh, I'm waiting for my editor. Like now it's me to the finish line and I just have to like hit the finish line as fast as I can get there.
1: I feel like you're you're so, so close. Because oh, yeah. we've been talking about the book for a while, I guess, but, but you're really, really at the finish line <laughs> now. Like you're, you can see it and
0: Yeah. Like just before this call, I printed out what I have laid out in the book and it's not final, like I'm still waiting for a few illustrations and stuff Mm -hmm, like that, mm -hmm. but I printed it just to like, see like, how does it look like how, how big is the font? Like based you know, what I've done so far and yeah, so it's, it's been a fun process and it feels so close, but I also know there's like in my head, I'm like running through like, oh, I gotta do this and this and this and this and this, there's like 50 things I gotta do in the next like few weeks. So it's going to be a busy August. How about you? What have you been up to this week?
1: I guess it's a lot of behind the scenes stuff. So we have been working on the mobile app for Llama Life. So we've set up the, you know, the Apple developer account and the Google account because we're going to do both at the same time. So we're going to do, you know, both an Android app and an iOS app. And we're using React Native, so it should Hopefully, be easy to do both. (laughs) What else did we do? So we've kind of we hit a snag with the Apple developer account. It was really hard to get. There's something called a DUNS number, D U N S. Like all businesses kind of have this number, and we had it, but it was somehow not connected to the Apple account. Like they couldn't find it, but we sorted that out, and so now that's all good. Mm -hmm. And then we've just been doing things like setting up the login authentication screens, loading screens, splash screen, just getting. Basic setup stuff, but we are making progress and we're on track. So the goal is to get the app out, like released version one. It might not have all the features. It might just have like the basic ones. But in the next like four months is the goal, like in the app store.
0: Nice. That's exciting.
1: We're really trying to stick to this schedule. So we've got three people on the team right now. So it's me and then um, Ni, who's doing more sort of marketing, community, content, Partnerships, and then we've got Gear, who's um, a full stack dev, but he's doing most of the mobile app. Yeah, we're really trying to protect his time so he can <laughs> focus on the app. And then I'm going to be doing, I'm going to still do updates on the web version, and we'll probably use the web version to test like more features, like do people want this or that, because right. it's a lot more fluid and you can control release, I guess, of the features. It's so much easier just to push something to a web app. Versus the app store or Google Play Store, so we're going to use the web for like more. Here's some experimental stuff. Do you like it? You know, and then if, mm-hmm. if people do like it, we'll keep it in and put it in the app. And if not, we might remove it. So that's kind of what we're planning to to use the two uh, platforms for.
0: Nice. That's awesome. Anything new with the virus that was uh, doing all the card hacking <laughs> on you?
1: The the person called Virus, the most creative yeah. name ever. Uh, yeah, it's kind of it's kind of finished. Like we. They're not doing it anymore. I think the all the stuff that we put in place must have deterred them. so it's it's sharply dropped away. So I feel good about that. And I feel more prepared for the future. So if it ever happens again, <clears throat> like we know exactly what we need to do.
0: Nice. That's awesome. So you've been doing a bunch of like podcasts lately, you know talking about llama life and things like that. And you've been getting a lot of kind of the similar questions coming up, like starting the business, what that was like, because I think there's a lot of people out there that hear your story and they're like, I want to do that, but I don't know how to do that. Like what that origin story I think is really helpful for people to know. So maybe we could kind of dive into that a bit here on the weekly build.
1: Yes. The other thing I've been doing a lot lately is podcasts. And I think that's so obviously like when you're making a product, you still need to market it and get the word out. Otherwise you can just build something. And even if it's amazing, like nobody knows about it. So I've been doing a lot of podcasts, appearances and interviews, and I like those because it gives you an opportunity to give more context to stuff. Mm. And a lot of the time, like a question I get all the time is like, how did you start Llama Life? Like, how did you get to this point that you're at now? And you know, I used to work in corporate and I left that to start Lum Life and and I thought maybe well, we were just discussing this before we hit record, but we thought maybe that might be an interesting topic to cover just a little bit, because I think a a big thing of what I see is missing in the stuff that's out there, say on Twitter or other platforms, is just like a lot of context. Right. And I've fallen into this trap where I read someone else's story online and I'm like, oh my gosh, they it sounds amazing, but there's a lot of context missing just because maybe it's a tweet and it's very short and you can't elaborate. Yeah. I just think it's important because you get into a spiral, like a downward spiral when you read someone else's story, like I can't do that or I'm not at that place. And it's just not that simple.
0: Yeah. Like it's really easy to see people tweeting or or threading or whatever it is and get the idea of like, wow, everyone is succeeding at this, except for yeah. me. Yeah, Yeah, (laughs) It just feels like all the success stories are out there while you're struggling. Yeah, without that context, like you don't know what's actually going on, with those stories, but it's really easy to sort of feel that way. So I think that's a great idea to kind of add more of that context with Llama Life, which obviously we kind of do week to week, like we Mm -hmm. talk about the pros and cons, but maybe kind of covering some of the, the origin. Like I think a lot of people are kind of stuck in that place of like, maybe they have an idea or they've started something and making that switch is kind of where it becomes uh, difficult for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, and I think also just we're kind of in a unique spot where like with your stuff as well, we're both doing our own business, but we're also got very different scenarios. Mm -hmm. Like my scenario is I'm single, I don't have any kids to support. So any risk I take is 100% mine and your situation is different because you've got a family to support. And you're also still in your full-time job, by like doing <laughs> your yeah. other thing. So like, there's a
0: mm-hmm. there's so
1: many different combinations of situations that someone can be in, and like that alone, that context alone, like is super important.
0: Yeah, like sometimes I like you'll find out someone that you think's like like man, they're just crushing it, and they don't have another job, they're able to do this full time, and then you'll find out like oh, because they they have some situation where they're they're living with their parents or whatever, like they're in a completely different environment than you or the context is uh yes totally different
1: 100 percent. like I think yeah it just depends what stage of your life you're at as well and it's all for me it's all about risk level so like how much Mm. risk are you able to take and what sort of buffer do you have because I also had some savings so I took a massive risk but I had savings as well and then how long will that last you and whatever time you think it's going to last you you probably should double it (laughs) or triple it because... And then double it again. (laughs) Yeah, it's just never what you think it's going to be. It's also not as rosy as you think it is because Lama Life looks great on the outside and I do try and post like the good stuff and the bad stuff, but it is a lot of work Mm -hmm. and it is a lot of stress as well. Like there's a lot of stuff that needs to happen to run a business like that, that you just wouldn't expect. For me, it took quite a few tries to even get something that was remotely, I wouldn't even say successful yet, but like remotely like this could be a thing. (laughs) It's probably like my fifth try on a proper business. But yeah, I guess we just wanted to kind of highlight some of that and also just talk maybe a bit about like ADHD and entrepreneurship too, because a large reason why I ended up in this spot is it's partly by choice, but partly sometimes I think it's not by choice because if I didn't do this, I would just be going absolutely crazy (laughs) in my corporate job. Like I don't think I could have survived mentally and part of it was like a mental well-being thing for myself. Like if I don't do this, I just don't think I can keep going in that.
0: Right. Yeah. I know I've 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 worked jobs. Like luckily the job that I'm at right now is a pretty good job. They took really good care of their employees. But most of the jobs I've been at have not been that way. have not been very ADHD friendly. Mm-hmm. And like you have th- just like time sheets and like all of that like like paperwork that doesn't make sense. And there's like, no one can explain why it's just like, whenever I hear that, like, well, that's just the way we do it here. I'm like, I want to scream. Like, this is not going to work for me. If yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. reason to do it this way. Like I, it's really hard for me to just like abide by that. And then I end up, you know, not lasting at those companies, which is why I've had probably like 30 different jobs until I found, like, a really good one that was a good fit yep. and had, like, the freedoms that allowed me to work the way that I work well because so many jobs I've been where, like, the your boss is a micromanager and they have, like, this preconceived notion of what it looks like to be working hard. Mm-hmm. And because I have ADHD, like, I work a lot more in, like, sprints. Like, I'll sprint and do, like, a whole bunch of stuff and then I'll do, like, not very much stuff and that's kind of how, like, what my work rhythm is and that doesn't work well in kind of a lot of environments.
1: Yeah. So I think that's, I think it's a super important point. So whether you have ADHD or you do not, it's all about finding the right fit on what works for you. And some organizations you you just cannot change, it won't happen. Um, yeah. So I, I think it's about <laughs> assessing like, you know, what can I change? What can I change? What can I improve? If there's a situation where you just cannot do anything, then that's, for me, that's a situation where I have to start weighing up risk and say, should I actually leave that situation to put myself in a different one where I can control a bit more of that structure. And, you know, I was just chatting with the team about this the other day for Llama Life. And we were saying, you know, if you want to start a little bit early and then finish a little bit early on a particular day or start a bit late and finish late, that's completely fine. Like you should just, if something's working for you, you, or you're in flow, like you should just go with that as long as we have some overlap in the middle of the day where the team can actually catch up if we need to. Right. We're not like super strict on on the times that you work because we have a trust in one another that we're going to get the work done. Mm-hmm. So that was like super important for us. But I guess it's sort of an example where now that I've got my own thing, I can define that. Like I can define – the way that this environment is going to work, mm-hmm. and I have more control over that versus, say, if I was trying to fit into somebody else's structure, which is like corporate—you have to fit somehow within a structure. There's some stuff you can change, but there's still an overall structure that you have to be in and play in in order to survive, both mentally and also just keep the job in the first <laughs> place.
0: I mean, it kind of reminds me. Um, so, I went to the Craft and Commerce conference. Uh, I guess it was a couple months ago. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that I kept hearing from people was like, you know, I'd be having conversations with people and I would talk about the fact that I still have a full-time job, but I'm like a content creator and I have like a, you know, I have a newsletter with like 60,000 subscribers and things like that. And the response I got a lot was like, why are you still working a full-time job? You have this huge audience, like what's your product that you're selling? And I don't really have a product. (laughs) And so I was talking, you know, with, a friend of the show, Trina Haynes. Mm -hmm. And she's similar to me Is like, we both have, like, we've built sort of like this large audience in this kind of community in the ADHD space, but we, neither of us have like a, anything that we're selling. So it's like, because of that, we're still working like other jobs because we can't just do this full time until there's something to like support you. Mm -hmm. And I've been sort of like, since the conference and like having those conversations, I've been thinking about that a lot. Like, what does it look like like I'm not in a rush because my job is a really good job that pays well and takes care of us but eventually I would love to be able to do like this other this side stuff that I'm doing with content creation and like writing about ADHD and stuff like that and helping people like I'd love to do that full time and so I'm sort of in this state of like trying to figure out like what do I want that to look like what would my ideal week be if I was doing this full time? And sort of like starting to craft that because I think I think a lot of people, maybe it's really easy to look at someone else's situation and think like, oh man, if only I could like quit my job and do this thing full time and then everything would be perfect without considering like there's downsides on uh, that side of the fence as well.
1: 100%, so I the other day I was getting a coffee and like at the coffee shop and they had a sign outside the shop and had all this sort of life advice on it, you know, sort of typical stuff. But the last point that they had on it was super good. It, was, it basically said, don't compare. Mm-hmm. That's all it said, don't compare. And I'm like, that is such good advice because you need to make sure, look, it doesn't mean don't like have a reference point and see what other people are doing. It means like, don't compare when you don't have the full story or context. Mm-hmm. Because, and that's what happens with tweets, right? You say, oh, I hit like this much MRR. It's like, well, yeah, but what does that mean? Because- do you have profit, or are you just burning money? Right. Do you have VC funds, or were you bootstrapped? There's no context. People just go, "I hit M- this, this much MRR," and I can't help myself. Like I still look at that, and I feel like, "Oh my god, I'm not doing enough." When I see someone else's tweet, but you kind of have to really catch yourself and go, "Well, do I know the whole story behind this tweet? And have I been following this person long enough to know like their situation?
0: Like llama mm-hmm. Life
1: has raised a little bit of money." I've been very public about that on Twitter. So it's not a secret or anything. Like we did do a pre-seed round. So we have a little bit of cash that will, you know, it's, it's a bit different. So we used to be bootstrapped and that was a completely different situation. Now we have a bit of cash. So it does give us a, a buffer that maybe some others do not have. Mm. So you, you don't want to compare against that because completely different situation. Right. And like you were saying as well with your, your current job is great, but you're also trying to figure out like what would it take to work on your creator stuff full-time. I think a lot of people are actually in your situation where they're in a job already and they're trying to think about different things they could do.
0: I'm sort of in the place where I'm like trying to like, obviously I've been working on the book and so when the book comes out, like that's going to be, I have no idea what that's going to look like. Is that going to like suddenly start bringing in like half my salary every month? Like that would be amazing. Mm -hmm. Like if that was like, could be like one of those pillars, but maybe not. Maybe it becomes like a resource that if I eventually do coaching, like maybe that becomes a resource to help me get more clients that way. I have no idea what that, so that's like this big giant question mark of like Mm -hmm. when I launch and continue to kind of like market that, like what is that gonna look like? But also like with the coaching, that's something, I've done like half of my coaching training for being an ADHD coach. And now I'm like, I signed up to complete that because then I'll have that kind of, that puzzle piece ready to go. And then it's like, hey, if the book blows up and then I can leave my job, then I could like, coaching could be that, another one of those, like, you know, another leg for the stool to be able to sustain me. And so I'm trying to like, I'm trying to look ahead down the road because I know like I'm not gonna leave my job tomorrow or anything, but I'm trying to get all those pieces in place so that I'm ready when kind of enough of those line up that I can take that big leap.
1: So what I like about this is I feel like we had two very different, really different scenarios, almost opposite because when Mm. I started doing what I'm doing now, I just quit my job (laughs) again because I could take that risk as a single person and I had some savings and I was just like, I'm quitting and I'm going all in. I'm sort of thinking if I could do it again, maybe I would have done it your way, which is like you're actually building an audience first around an expertise, around a a project. So say a book or a course or something. And I I feel like that's invaluable because when you do figure out the thing that is going to work, you already have the audience and you have the credibility around it, which I didn't have. I just was like nothing. And then it took me I wanna say like two and a half years of nothing before Lama Life. Mm. There were a couple other things I was working on, nothing, mm. basically just draining savings like the whole time, eating canned tuna, ramen. <laughs> I still right. eat canned tuna and ramen actually. I'm so not extravagant with food, But that keeps the cost way down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was several years (laughs) of nothing. So that's what I mean by just triple whatever you think it's going to take. But yeah, I really like the audience stuff. And I feel like if I could do it again, maybe I would have done it that way to get some experience, I guess, doing it. And also just build up the audience and also give myself time to figure out exactly what it is I want to do.
0: I mean, I think that like, it's the same sort of thing where it's really hard to compare because like part of growing the audience is like the showing your work, like build, you know, building in public with everything. That is like a big part of it. It's so hard to know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I think the difference would be just the leaving the job part, because Mm. I, I think regardless, yeah, you should build in public. It's such a good way to, or even just check yourself, like what you're doing and keep yourself accountable. But people like the journey, like people like following the story and like what's happening. And I think you do a really good job of that with the book. And, you know, we've said this before, like even though a book is not a SaaS product, a software product, a subscription product, it's it's actually quite opposite of that because it's a one-time purchase and it's physical. There's still stuff you can do to share the journey. That's interesting. Right. I don't need to be super interested in like book writing or I don't need to be thinking, hey, I want to publish a book one day, so I'm going to follow Jesse. It's more just I'm interested because I'm seeing somebody evolve, like I'm seeing somebody build something and I want to see like the end.
0: (laughs) Right. Because you have like the first half of the story right now. And so it's like you I think people get like invested when that sort of when people are sharing a big project they're working on, especially something like a book where there's like an end goal. Like at this point, it's like the end goal is near. And so I think people are, just like I am, very excited (laughs) to see that end product and uh, see that sort of thing uh, happen.
1: So yeah, I guess this wasn't really like an origin story of Llama Life. I think it was more about highlighting this point about context and situations are different. Mm -hmm. And whether you have ADHD or not, that just plays into your situation, right? It has to be accounted for and sort of knowing yourself and figuring out, well, what is right for me? And it doesn't have to happen like tomorrow. I think it's just kind of knowing where you want to get to. Like for one person, that same goal or destination might take two years, but you have to do that because you have different people depending on you. Like you have dependents. For another person, (laughs) that same goal might take six months because they have no dependents. And I I get, I don't know, I think it's like a pet peeve of mine, but when I see stuff on Twitter where I see someone go, I did this in six months, I'm like, that's great. But Yeah. yeah, but tell me a bit more because... Someone else seeing that like that might not be realistic for them at all and it also doesn't mean if you do it quickly it's better like that right, doesn't yeah. mean that it's that you know I don't know I guess <laughs> I guess for me it was just like I've been seeing a lot of this lately on Twitter and I also have been doing podcasts where people are asking me my story and I always try and give context on the podcasts and then I think because I'm seeing tweets online as well that do not have that context it's been it's been really like hitting me in the face going this is so like, is this a good thing or a bad thing? And I've seen a lot of people on Twitter go, like, I've stopped following people because it makes me feel bad. Mm. Like, their tweets are all success tweets and it makes me feel bad. <laughs> so that right. that's kind of like, yeah, anyway. I think that's kind of why we wanted to chat about it briefly
0: Awesome. Well, I think that's a great place to kind of wrap it up. We aren't going to be meeting next week. I'm out of town next week. So enjoy the week off uh, the summer. <laughs> Anyone yeah, that, that's like following every single episode, but we'll be back the following week. Mm-hmm. Have a great couple of weeks and I'll see you then.
1: Cool. See you then.